Hey, hey, everybody, episode number 33. I gotta keep these going because I talked to Sam yesterday and she says she's already at like 14 or 15. And I gotta make sure she's always like 25 hours behind. <laughs> so it's just how it is. No, no, it was it was funny though. Sam, Sam is actually one of those, uh, one of those girls that had she will get a hold of me once or twice a week like hey when am i going to be in one of your episodes when am i going to be in one of your episodes and uh and and she definitely has her time coming because she's she is one of the uh one of the adventurous parts of my story and it was actually her story is one of those deals so i am a firm believer in things happen for reasons Okay, so the way I feel about certain things has has not proven me wrong on on any on any kind of level. Like that, my theory has always proved itself to be correct, and uh, and it, it's just one of them things. And Sam is actually a a really really uh, well, she's a pain in the ass sometimes, <laughs> for lack of better phrases but no love her to death she's just she's definitely definitely her own character but she is definitely an important character in my story and uh when i say things happen for a reason sam's got a very interesting story because sammy i i went through this the story that i'm talking about here and uh i went through it uh, totally uh, something that obviously was not in my control. It's a disease. It's just an, a sudden onset of something that is completely unthought of. And then and then I had to deal with it, you know. But Sam, when I get to a certain part in this down the road, and we'll get into this in more detail, but she kind of helped take care of me a little bit. She was kind of involved with getting me reintroduced into the world and and then it was just like four months later, she ended up partially, partially in a in a paralysis state and uh, in a wheelchair and going through her own story. So when I say things happen for a reason, it was almost like life knew ahead of time. Hey, this this girl's gonna go through something, and uh, it was like us crossing paths because we didn't know each other before. But us crossing paths was almost like a, a preparation for her to, to know what she... Because she literally... Uh, we didn't know each other at all. I'm not, e- not even kidding about that. We never met each other before. But like I've said in the past episodes, I wear AFOs. Well, she ended up in a wheelchair. Ended up in the same rehab facility that I'm talking about right now in the story. Elkhorn Valley. And uh, she goes through her own adventure. Ends up in the same place I was... Uh, four months after meeting me and then ends up needing an AFO uh, dealing with some of that stuff relearning how to walk and just going through all this stuff uh, sh- learning how to shower and 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 take care of herself I mean it was it's something so I actually gotta when I when I get further down the road I am definitely gonna have uh, a tie-in with some of the stuff with the the Sam adventure. So, but no, she's always harassing me. She's that's 
I, I honestly, I think there's certain days that she knows she's going to be bored. So it's like, as soon as she wakes up or something, she looks through her agenda and one whole page is just harass Shane about his podcast <laughs> or something, you know? So, so yeah, she, uh, but no, she's been listening a little bit and I, and I really enjoy that because I really like kind of bringing her to know, uh, like a flashback of, of the story and kind of re reevaluate you know where all this started and i think it's i honestly i feel like the story is good for it's good for a lot of people i actually have a lot of people that that uh, know this story and it's made a change for them it's or it's if it hasn't made a change it's made some awareness for them different things to watch out for and different things to deal with with their life in a different way to to put them out on top so i just uh i like i like sharing the story but sam is a is a part of that story that that comes up down the road and and she'll i'm actually gonna uh have her in as a guest on a couple of these episodes on down the road here we get into it because when i got out we <laughs> i'm not gonna kid you we uh there was some shenanigans and, and a lot of it was public uh humor <laughs> And I just, I, I can just, I don't want to tell it all and give it all away right now. So, because I, I want to keep everything kind of in a timeline of events here. And it just, but I stop and I think about some of the crap we did. <laughs> I just, I can't even help myself. I might have to cut this off and splice it because I'm going to start crying. <laughs> but no, uh, no, she's, she's definitely a character. But, but yeah, she did tell me that she is at like 14 or 15, something like that. That means she's about halfway caught up and she did it all in a day or day and a half, something I don't know. But no, it's it's a nice day. It rained all day yesterday. We got rain finally. I was actually a little worried because the uh it got really dry around here. We've had some fires and stuff and it was really dry and then the uh whole beginning of the week was like 102 degrees and then the wind picked up at a ridiculous level i had tree branches breaking out of the trees here around my house i was actually surprised i didn't end up with more damage than i did but one thing that i worry about when the wind picks up and you got dry brittle tree limbs breaking is uh when it's dry out power lines i mean we see one of the biggest fires we've had in this area was due to a power line and a tree limb so i uh i definitely was a little worried and then the next day we had a in less than 48 hours we had a 62 degree temperature drop and it rained all day yesterday so i actually was really really enjoying that i was gonna do some podcasting yesterday but i just i couldn't pass up just kind of lounging around and listening to the rain and feeling that cool air i am ready for it i'm ready for fall like i've said before my favorite season of the year <laughs> it really is i love this season i just i love it everything about it but no so today though we got sunshine and mud puddles so it's uh it could be a fun day if i went out and actually did that but i'm actually in here talking to you guys i'm i'm trying to figure out ways to broaden the scope on my podcasting and, and some of the stuff that i have plans for here so I've actually been spending most of my morning on the computer 
And I was like, you know what? I need to just get on there while I have a few minutes before I get the rest of the kids to my house and uh, and do do an episode. So so here I am. But no, episode 33. We're actually just starting to get kind of settled into Elkhorn. I introduced a few people. Some of the some of the important pieces of my adventure. You know, I got a team put together. I got Sapon. I got Laura. I've got a computer dinging, <laughs> but no, I've got a, I've got Spawn, I got Laura, I've got my case manager Sheila, um, I've got, I've met a couple of the nurses' aides and and some of the nurses that were really cool. Uh, one of the nurses that came into my room that really caught my attention right off the bat. Night, Elkhorn was so after being through everything that I've been through. I, and like I'd said in the last episode, you meet so many different types of people in the different areas. So now, my adventure, if you think about it, has strung itself out about 650 to 800 miles, right in there somewhere. I mean, by the time you figure out all the all the travel that we did from from facility to facility, I've got a wide range of different people. You know, I got some city people. I've got some some country people some farmers i've got and now i'm in casper where you know casper is kind of an oil field town and and uh and now they've got wind farms and stuff around there too it's just uh it's it's an energy town so but i'm trying to get get used to the different people at different places and it's something so the problem that develops with that is once you've had experiences with certain people you start to develop like a prejudgment about new people. So when you see new people, you're like in the back of your head, like, oh my God, okay, this is going to be the one that drives me absolutely crazy in here, you know? And uh, I <laughs> I met this nurse and this nurse, she's a, she's a, she's a big part of my story too. And I, I love the lady to death. She's, she's absolutely cool. And she's somebody I've, somewhat stayed in touch with through social media and whatnot uh since i was in there but there's always just like when you go to work you start a new job you kind of scout everybody out and you're thinking to yourself okay these ones here these guys are going to be cool they're going to be possibly the ones i end up getting into trouble with (laughs) but then you scout around a little more and you're like okay that guy over there he's the know-it-all that that uh that's gonna just drive me crazy then you look around a little more and there's always that one person and you're like okay that's the for lack of better terms that's the asshole that's that's just gonna make everybody mad all the time and they're gonna give it to you the way they want to give it to you and that's just how it is well it's the same thing when you transfer around to different facilities in the medical field okay there was a nurse and she come in and she was I was having a real hard time reading this nurse and she came in and uh she was kind of uh she was kind of kind of blunt about stuff just real straightforward about everything and the first thought that went in my head was oh my god okay so this is gonna be the nurse that is just gonna be kind of that hard ass nurse but i misread her because she is one of the coolest women i've ever met and one of the coolest women I've met in, in the in the medical field. So her name is Dawn. So all my friends from Alcorn that's listening to that, this is where Dawn comes in. 
and she is a great woman but now she comes in and and i got to meet her i, I woke up one morning and, and straight out in front of my bed on the wall was this big white marker board that had my team members so my my physical therapist my occupational therapist my case manager and uh and then down below that was these spaces for who my nurse was for the day and who my uh, PCT or my patient care tech was for the day. And this particular day, my nurse was Dawn. And she come in there and and she she just uh, she came in there and wasn't all smiles and cheery like everybody, you know. She came in there and she just she was having a real busy morning. And I, uh, I wasn't really thinking about that. You know, I was thinking, I, the only thing I was thinking about was, okay, this is the one that's going to give me a hard time. <laughs> and, and she did, she gave me a hard time on the best level ever. <laughs> so no, she, uh, you'll hear about Dawn a little bit. She comes in and out of my story throughout the, throughout my stay at Elkhorn there in, in different ways. And, and we had a couple little adventures. She was one that actually went out on a couple outings. Uh, with me to go get some medical treatments at another facility while I was there, and uh, just a really cool lady. I, I, uh, I would not trade her for the world. But she, uh, she is one of them ladies. She knows her stuff. She's a very smart woman, and I will say that all of the nursing staff at at Elkhorn there, everybody is just so knowledgeable, and that's why I like the fact that I've stayed in touch with all of them for so long is because i mean some of these some of these women and and men have been in the nursing field or uh physical therapy anything for for years i mean i know some of them that have been doing this for 30 plus years so it's nice to kind of have them in my corner you know if something ever happens out there uh and and i've got questions or concerns or i need a home remedy or just something it's nice to have people that have seen it and these these uh these people have definitely seen it and, and uh just like dawn she is one of them women that that has seen a lot she's got a lot of history in her career and uh she's just as very thankful that i that i had her and everybody else that was there so it was it was one of them deals but i remember she came into the room and she uh she took care of my stuff for the morning i did get end up on some uh, medications and stuff for depression and uh, I was on a pretty pretty crazy dose of gabapentin which was prescribed to me for nerve pain because by this time in my adventure I've got I've got nerves trying to fire I've got some nerves coming back but I have a lot of nerve damage so where I wasn't sleeping at night and I was just having a heck of a time getting comfortable and whatnot gabapentin is one of the most common medications to kind of help manage all that so and that's what i was on now in my case keep the keep that uh medication kind of in the back of your head because a little later in this story we're gonna see where gabapentin and i um had some issues and it and, it, and there were certain things that i discovered and it may be something that anybody else going through something similar to this, if you're on that medication, that may be some useful information for you. But the crazy part, as I've said many of times throughout this show, this disease and, and other diseases similar to this, demyelinating diseases and whatnot, 
they treat everybody differently everybody has a different response to how it is i i know i know some people like holly gearlock when she had her issues with gbs i mean she was in in less than about nine months i believe i think she was in the hospital about six months but she was 100 percent paralyzed in and out of the hospital um it was a long journey don't get me wrong but she was out of the hospital uh in, in a pretty good amount of time but she was she's that girl's a fighter she is <laughs> she's pretty awesome but uh but and then i've also seen people that have had onsets of guillain that made it to their waist and didn't really get near as extreme as like myself and holly um and they were they were dealing with that for years i mean the the one uh, doctor that i'd met there in the pueblo um hospital his wife had had it and she she had it up to her uh waist and it got into some of her uh her uh, core so she was she had a lot of trouble there but she had been out seven years and was still having trouble getting getting back on her feet so it just it really is a, a disease that that affects people so differently case to case and but we uh in my situation like i said I was reaching a point there where things were trying to kind of, kind of have a little bit of a response. Um, it was it wasn't enough though to really change my my opinion on how well I was I was coming along. In my head, I still had had it kind of kind of in my mind that I wasn't getting any better. So I mean, my attitude at this point in time in the back of my mind was, hey, I'm meeting some cool, great new people but at the same time i'm sitting there thinking they think they're gonna help me through this but i got news for them i'm done <laughs> like it just it's not getting any better last couple months i haven't seen any improvement so in the back of my head i still had it i had that negative core back there that was just uh just really hindering the way i felt about my my chances of of gaining any more and it was one of them things that I that I uh, I was struggling with. Um, some people seen it, some people didn't. I mean, some of the people at Elkhorn they were like, "Oh, wow, you know, you're here and this and that, and you look like you're doing all right, and we're gonna get you going." And then other people were like, "Yeah, that guy's he's bumming out or something." So it was actually a thing there. After after we kind of got going, I was I was going through like i said before the first uh like four or five days there we were doing a little bit of therapy in my room um we were kind of trying to get me settled in and we were trying to get me into a zone and and i'm sure that the the way the therapists and stuff work at elkhorn they really do a great job evaluating a patient's whole situation and I love that. That's one thing that I love about that facility. They really do a good job evaluating the whole situation. They don't just grab the surface of what they see right off the bat and say, well, let's get that fixed and we're going to work on that and get you out of here. They don't do that. They will, they will study up on you really good, very closely, and then they kind of get to the root of every single problem instead of just the first thing they, they identify. And that's what's good. And one thing 
that was that was a big issue to me and one thing that Laura had pointed out when she came in and was trying to work with me a little bit was my my muscles had tightened up all, all the soft tissue in my body had tightened up and shrunk and and one of my biggest problems that they that they discovered there and and Ronnie had a little bit of it figured out as well my body was stiff laying in that bed for that long I, I, I was stiffened up my tendons had shrunk they were hardened they just like I've always explained about my Achilles tendons they uh they were shrunk and they were hardened and and that's why I am the way I am now but uh everything you know the the tendons and the and the tissues that tie my upper and lower arms together I mean they my my arms would only bend about halfway because everything was so tight um and my whole body was that way so we had to come up with a solution on what we were going to do about getting me loosened up because it's hard to get somebody to start moving a little bit if they're just locked up it's it's a battle against itself when it comes to the human body so it's what do you do and and the best thing that we could do was we had to bring in somebody that was going to do some extensive stretching and stuff stretching was turning into this new big thing for me and it was it was a key ingredient of where we were going to start and that was the first thing we all came to a conclusion on was we got to get the guy loosened up and that's that's exactly where we were at with it so i got to actually meet um this caveman looking dude that come walking into my room <laughs> i know he listens to this <laughs> so, so uh he comes walking in and he's got the best beard so he I, he comes walking in and i'm like man this guy he he don't do physical therapy or anything he just grows beards but no no great guy he's actually one of the one of the best people i've met on my journey here he comes walking into my room and and uh his name is Corey Vest. He's one of the one of the coolest influences I've had on this whole mission, and it's somebody that I've stayed in touch with, and uh, genuinely just a great guy. I mean, he's he's an outdoorsman, somebody that I could relate to, and that was kind of an important thing to me. Was I needed people around me that kind of kind of uh, fell into the the type of world that I lived, you know? So I mean, I was always hunting and fishing and and uh, enjoying the outdoors and whatnot in my past and 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 i i grew up in the country you know so i mean that's how i was we had our, our own private fishing hole out there i mean i had a fishing rod in my hand all the time and uh it was uh it was it was it was just cool when Corey came in and introduced himself and he you know it's always that quiet quiet moment right off the bat where you're just not saying a whole lot and this guy comes in and starts moving your arms around and your legs around and and whatnot and then pretty soon he's finally talking about some of the stuff he does and, and whatnot and he says that he's a fly fisherman i'm not a big fly fisherman i never was but but he likes to fly fish and and i've done a little bit of it but they uh he's a fly fisherman and he he's got He's got a little getaway up in the Bighorn Mountains and stuff that I that I learned about, and, and uh, just a great guy he came in and really started to make a difference for me. And it was actually it was a working thing. I mean, it was it was something that throughout time you see see the results. You know, the first couple days you're like, oh my god, that hurts. 
It hurts. You're bending me too far, man. It's you're gonna start tearing muscles or something. But it's, but no, it was he was dang good at what he was doing, and uh, and it was just he was one of those that that came in and he he uh, he made this this situation a little better for me because I need I needed people like that in my environment. And that's I it was when I got to this facility, like I said right off the bat, the first the first little bit of the encounters that I had with people, I kind of instantly knew, okay, this is this is home for a little bit. This is going to be the place that makes a little bit of a difference for me. It may just be a little bit, and I didn't have very big expectations, but I knew one thing. I knew that I was in the presence of good people, and, and everybody was real genuine about what they did. So, so it kind of turned into a into a routine there. I get up in the morning like i said way too darn early <laughs> so but i get up in the morning they'd bring me breakfast and stuff and they'd bring it down to my room this this is how we started out they'd bring it down to my room i'd eat in my room they'd somebody would come down there and just kind of have a one-on-one -on -one with me and feed me because obviously i'm still not feeding myself and uh we're we're just uh you know like a normal day we go through breakfast and then here comes uh somebody like Sapon would come in and they'd work with my hands a little bit and try to get some stuff to fire up there a little and and uh we'd do a few different exercises right there in my bed and then you know Corey would come in and stretch me all out and then stretch I'm talking everything head to toe you know I'd do a little bit in my ankles he'd go up to my knees my hips my shoulders my arms my elbows my hands again and uh we just kind of we had a pattern there and then Laura had come down and we we had uh, some different ways you know laying on our side and and uh, trying to get the the legs to activate you know she'd bend my leg up and, and the object was to try to get it to straighten back out and uh, but I was so weak that really the tightness in my body and the weakness was what we were finding to be most of my problems okay by this time i think i had some nerves redeveloped and stuff but i lost all my muscle mass there was absolutely nothing there so just moving the weight of myself around is was what one of the biggest challenges was and and i'd never actually thought of it that way i was i was thinking of it as okay i'm just i'm, I'm still not moving there's nothing there and uh but most of it was really just like i said the tightness and the weakness so where do you start you know they there's there's different exercises and stuff and different ways that i learned and that's what i really like about this facility is they came in and they kind of introduced some new ways to help me get that movement kind of started I mean, that's what we we're shooting for but like i said it was very 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 minimal i mean we went days in the beginning of this this start at elkhorn we went days without anything there wasn't a whole lot and and one of the things that kept coming up on aside from the basic physical challenges that i had going on one of the things that kept coming up one of the kind of important factors when dealing with being at a facility like that and, and dealing with insurance is like I've said in the past, you have to 
come up with different ways of showing some kind of an improvement. So one thing that we were really working on too was me being able to tell the nurses, hey, I got a pee. Okay, so it was a matter of re redeveloping that feeling and knowing, hey, I have to pee. You know, and I couldn't just get up and go pee and they weren't helping me up to go pee, but they would at least come in and, and get me set up with a urinal and stuff so I'm not pissing the bed, you know. It's it's uh it was one of those things and that that was actually that was a big part of it, you know, my the my uh the control of my bladder and, and bowels and and just all of it as a whole. Like I said, I'm in a facility now that's really taking a lot of pride in looking at every little bit that needs work. They're not just grabbing one thing and, and gonna tackle that and be done with it. We are working on all of it. So one thing that I'm noticing about Alcorn at this time is, hey, these guys, these guys are different. These guys are actually, we're gonna do some work here. I, I sensed it after the first week there, I could tell this was a facility, unlike the other big facilities that I was at, this was a facility that we were going to get all the work we could in. So it was going to turn into like having a job all over again. And it, but it was, it was the job to find myself motivated to get back to trying to recover. But again, the biggest challenge was getting through that mental complication, that mental darkness there that was kind of hindering that motivation. So the facility really started to kind of look at some of my mental health options too and it was really great so in the next episode because we're out of time we're actually going to get into where we start dealing with that a little bit kind of excited to tell that part of the stories we will see you guys in the next episode you guys have a rest of your a good saturday enjoy it thank you